is up? It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, September 2nd, a.k.a. one freaking week away from the start of the NFL season. Oh, man. One week. One week. I am fired up for the the madness that will ensue. Marathon, not a sprint, remember, but it's a whole bunch of sprints crammed into a marathon. But anyway, today on the show to really wind down fantasy football draft season, I know you may still have drafts coming up this weekend, so I want to set you up here with what I'm calling the handcuff list. Pretty straightforward. I'm going to go through every single team and break down the handcuffs for those teams, but I'm not going to go in the order of the teams. I actually grouped off the handcuffs based on their values so you can you know, you can really figure out whether or not you want to handcuff your studs at the running back position in your fantasy football drafts this weekend. Of course, if you want information, cheat sheets, projections, rankings, all that fun stuff to help you out with your drafts, head on over to ftnfantasy.com. Use the promo code RATPACK to get a discount and that's it. I mean, then just use the information and dominate your drafts. Uh, the other thing that a lot of people are really digging right now is we have this Discord server. So I know some people might not know what a Discord server is. It sounds fancy, but really it's just a way to chat with me directly. And a lot of people have been digging it because I, I try to be active with uh, subscribers on there. Make sure you get the most bang for your buck. So that comes with the Platinum subscription as well, uh, which is a great deal. Now, I think the question often that we need to ask is, is should we be handcuffing? And I am not against handcuffing. I think, you know, in the past I've, I've said advice that people have kind of taken out of context. I'm not against handcuffing, but I also do realize that when do handcuffs have the most value, typically at the end of the season. When we're coming down the stretch in, you know, making the push to the fantasy playoffs, that's a lot of the time when we see running backs break down. Now, we will see running backs get hurt in the beginning of the season, Sometimes fluke like ACL type injuries, Saquon Barkley last year, etc. But even with Saquon, I mean, was anybody drafting Wayne Gallman last year? Probably not. So the the cuff wasn't even relevant for him. So do we cuff in our drafts or don't we? And I think if you are going to cuff, so let's say you draft Zeke and then Tony Pollard, who I'll talk about in a minute where he he ranks in this grouping. You are making a commitment then to roster Tony Pollard come hell or high water. And last year, a lot of people did not follow through on that commitment. Pollard was drafted as 11th round pick, which means he's basically, if he's 11th round pick, he's drafted in basically every single league. And by the time we got to week 15, when Zeke was out and Pollard was the number one fantasy running back that week, he was available in over 50% of leagues, depending on your your commissioner site. So that means a lot of people didn't follow through. So instead of cuffing, what I am trying to do is build the best roster to start the season out. And the, the idea here is if, okay, I draft, let's say I follow the draft day checklist, which you can get at ftnfantasy.com for free, and you go out and you draft four running backs before round 10. Even if those aren't handcuffs, you still have enough depth that in case something happened to Zeke or to Saquon or whoever you took in the first round, that you're likely still going to be able to get through. Now, it's not the direct actual handcuff of said running back, but you still have the depth to get through. That's the thought process behind it. And then as we get later into the season, we accumulate either our cuffs or cuffs of other high-end running backs who could be in a position 
uh, to put up big numbers if the starter went down, which invariably happens every single year. It's not every starter, obviously, but starters go down later in the year, and if you catch those guys, if you have them on your roster at that point, you catch lightning in a bottle. So instead of sucking up your bench spots early in the year, you're such sucking them up later. And I want to leverage those bench spots early as well because if I do have somebody who breaks out or somebody who's on waivers or the next big quarterback or whoever, I can use my bench spots accordingly early in the year. And then later in the year, I'm going to transition into more focusing on cuffs. And you don't have to roster the, the starter to roster the cuff. So it's really a, a choice. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying make sure you uh, you know what you're committing to if you are cuffing a guy because you don't want to cuff Zeke, get to the fantasy playoffs in week 15, have Zeke go down, and you already cut Pollard six weeks ago. So just make sure you know what you're getting into. So I want to divide these guys up. I have uh, five groupings here. I have the ultra premium, the premium, the late round, the watch list, and the question mark group. So we'll start with the ultra premium. There's only one player in this group. His name is Kareem Hunt, and I really don't even view him as a cuff. I view him as a headache if you have Nick Chubb. I really do. I don't advocate drafting both of them. Sure, if Chubb goes down, Kareem Hunt is like an instant top five guy, but likely vice versa as well. If Hunt went down, same thing for Chubb. So why do I not advocate drafting both of them? Because If you draft Hunt, you're probably drafting Hunt as your second running back based on where he's going in ADP. If not, he's your third, but still you would be in a position with your third running back there that you'd have to flex him out likely. So you have Chubb and Hunt in your starting lineups. And yes, there may be a game or two where they both go bonkers because they're both really good. But oftentimes, they're going to cannibalize off of each other. We saw it last year. Chubb rips off a long run, 60-yard run, gets down to the red zone. What does he do after that? Well, he's gassed a little bit, so he comes off the field. And then Hunt gets the darn red zone carries. So you're cannibalizing off of yourself. I do not advocate that. I don't mind drafting Hunt by himself, but often I'm drafting wide receivers where he's going. So, hey, I think Chubb and maybe a pass on Hunt. You don't need the ultra-premium handcuff. So with him, he's in his own category, right? But the premium guys are really interesting. So when I say a premium handcuff, here's what I mean. I mean a handcuff who has big-time implied value. In other words, if the starter goes down, this dude could be a big fantasy factor. However, he also may have some independent fantasy value. You may actually be able to get away with using him occasionally. Now, it's not a big list. There are five guys on this list. And partially the last two are because of the implied value, but these are the guys who I would prioritize as handcuffs or as naked handcuffs if you don't have the starter. So let's take a break, and then when we come back, I'm going to break down the premium handcuff list here. So again, these are guys, the premium handcuffs, who you would potentially even considering drafting unto themselves. I have done that numerous times with guys on this list. It is not a lengthy list. As I said, just five guys. And really, it's two at the top who do kind of stand out for me. And the other three guys are I, I guess I would say. But the two at the top, A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard. I think Dillon could have some independent value based on how we've seen Matt LaFleur use his running backs. Aaron Jones is going to be used a ton. This is not talking you out of Aaron Jones. But Dillon's going to be used. And Dylan has big-time potential if Jones goes down. Same thing with Pollard. He'll be used. Used enough that they are 
top 40 guys, maybe even both of them. Well, Pollard's close to top 35. I have Dylan inside my top 35 right now. So both of those guys are usable uh, unto themselves, which is a good thing. Now, the, the rest of the list, maybe not as, but... Well, the third guy on the list, I think you could use him, especially if you do get PPR, you know, points per reception. Kenny and Drake, meh. He's not going to eat into the workload for Josh Jacobs in early downs, but he is going to be used. So, and then if Jacobs goes down, then he's the obvious next man up and could be in a three-down role at that point. Alexander Madison won't be used as much, but they really like to run the football there. And they now, you know, with Irv Smith out for the season, that's another passing weapon. I know they trade for Herndon. I don't really care. It's another passing weapon out of the game. They're going to run the football a ton. So Madison could be used a little bit. But again, if Cook goes down, whoo, big time, big time. And then the last guy on the list for me, and he kind of moved up a little bit here after I saw him in the preseason. I'm kind of happy with what I saw, is Rashad Penny. And it's really a product of another team that really wants to run the darn ball. So those would be the guys that I would prioritize. I'm not saying if I have Chris Carson that I absolutely have to have Rashad Penny. What I'm saying is in that range of the draft, if uh, I'm choosing between like a low upside, if I'm choosing between like a Giovanni Bernard, who is not on my list, by the way, or Rashad Penny. Like, I don't want Giovanni Bernard. I don't know how this happened. Why is everybody drafting Giovanni Bernard? He's a number three back. He's a passing down back. He's not going to have a role in early downs. He is there for the team, and I love what he's there for. Gio, if you want to watch a good, a good back and pass pro, watch Giovanni Bernard. This dude gets it. He is a good football player, but he's not a fantasy option for us this year. It's a, it's a difference. It's unfortunate because I, I think sometimes a, a fantasy value leads to misperceptions of how good or bad players may be. And this is a prime example. Gio's a really good player. But fantasy-wise, you know, his role in the offense I don't think is going to be uh, viable for fantasy. All right, so the next group is my late-round guys. And this is a, a larger group. These are guys who were targeting after round 10 um, Penny may even be back there, by the way, and Madison for that matter, but I do consider him a little bit more premium. So late round guys, Chuba Hubbard right off the bat. I talked about him yesterday. He looks like he's now locked into that cuff role. Uh, Latavius Murray slash Tony Jones. I also talked about this yesterday. I have no idea who it's going to be. So you're taking a stab on either one of them with the shot that they'll be involved, A, and then if Camara goes down, B, big time, big time fantasy juice. Boston Scott looks like he's the clear cuff there. Kenny Gainwell made the roster. I like Kenny Gainwell. He'll be involved in passing downs. But if Miles Sanders went down, I, based on what we've seen out of Scott in the past, the assumption would be he would be the next man up into Sanders' role. Ramondre Stevenson, if Damian Harris went down, then it's Dre Day. Uh, really like what we saw to him in the preseason. Damian Williams with Tariq Cohen on Pup. Damian Williams is the number two, and he is the primary passing down back. If something happened to old Monty there for the Bears, David Montgomery, then Damian Williams has some interesting value. Cadre Olison for the Falcons. They really have nobody else on that depth chart. He could be used a little bit too. Maybe I am undervaluing him a little bit, but I view him more as a late-round guy because I expect a ton of Mike Davis. Devontae Booker, if something happened to Saquon again, then Booker would be the next man up. Daryl Williams. He'll be used a little bit in that backfield. Let's be clear about that. And if CEH goes down, you know, they could very well address the position via free agency, but Williams knows the offense. He's definitely the next man up, so there is some value there. 
And then Samaj P. Ryan. I like Chris Evans on that depth chart, but Samaj P. Ryan would be the cuff if Joe Mixon got hurt. Here's my watch list, guys, all right? These are guys I'm not drafting, but I I do want to keep an eye on players. And so here is a player who I want to keep an eye on. Here's a, several of them, in fact. Tyson Williams for the Ravens. Uh, good camp in a good situation with Gus Bus, uh, kind of by himself now atop the depth chart. Uh, so Williams could be in a spot where he produces. I don't know what his role is going to be. That's why I don't have many higher than this, but I'm not rostering him right now. I'm just keeping an eye on him. Benny Snell, uh, more or less, the, I know he's the cuff on, on that depth chart, but this is more or less, I don't think he's going to be used at all. So this is a, just keep your eye on him in case something happens to Najee Harris. Jarrett Patterson made the roster really love the way this kid plays the, plays the game of football. He's undersized though, but... I tell you what, if something happened to Antonio Gibson, it's not J.D. McKissick as the next man up. So I'm looking at you, Jared Patterson. Justin Jackson, we know that Chargers depth chart. Eh. Darrington Evans, in theory, if something happened to Derrick Henry, he'd be the next man up, though he is a little undersized. Carlos Hyde is totally meh. I know some people are drafting him late round, but no thank you. Malcolm Brown, Savon Ahmed, I guess Miles Gaskin is the lead. It's really a three-man committee. But uh, they're on the watch list. And then uh, Jordan Wilkins and Marlon Mack. Jordan Wilkins had a better camp than Marlon Mack. I don't know why people are... Well, no, you know what? I know why people are drafting Marlon Mack. Because they know his name. That's it. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. But if the depth chart gives us an indication that it is Wilkins, then we'll have to make sure we note that in case something happens to Jonathan Taylor. Here's our question mark backfields where I really can't identify a cuff right now. The Lions... Because you have Swift, who's banged up, you have Jamal Williams. I mean, in theory, people may be drafting Jamal Williams as kind of a premium handcuff, but he may not be. It's just maybe a full-blown committee. Kind of like, you know, it's kind of quasi-ultra-premium Kareem Hunt, where I don't want both of those guys, but anyway. 49ers, you have Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon. I think we could see a lot of very close touch shares with those guys, and then we'll see how they use Elijah Mitchell. I would prefer Sermon if I'm drafting anybody there. Broncos, Mel Gordon, and Javante Williams. I'd obviously prefer Javante Williams, but I do think it's going to be a pretty big split here, at least early on. I'm not calling Melvin Gordon Williams handcuff or vice versa. Rams backfield, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle. We'll see how it sorts out there in that backfield. I prefer Sony. Jets backfield is a mess. I prefer Michael Carter. Bills backfield, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I prefer neither. Bucks backfield, Fournette, Ronald Jones. I prefer Fournette, only barely, but I do, and not Giovanni Bernard. Cardinals backfield, I prefer neither James Conner or Chase Edmonds. And Texans backfield, I think you know what I'm going to say, but run in fear from this backfield. No thank you. So there you go. Hopefully that helps you out. The handcuff list right there. Again, make the decision whether or not you want to do it. You can always draft these guys, though, too, if you don't have the starter. All right, that wraps things up for today. I will be back tomorrow to set you up for the weekend, final weekend of fantasy football drafts. FTNFantasy.com, promo code RADPAC, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Slide into the DMs on Instagram. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.